Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Claribel Aratega. I'm Ryan LaSala, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. So before we get started, we want to encourage everyone to come and follow us on social media and to join us on Discord. Our socials are as follows. You can find us on Twitter at BadAuthorPod, Instagram at BadAuthorBookClub, and our website is BadAuthorBookClub.wordpress.com, and the link to our Discord will be in the show notes. Sure will. Welcome back, Hot Queens. It feels so good to be back in the beautiful Bad Author Book Club recording recording studio, studio. (laughs) which we pay a lot of money for. So much money. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do. So many feet picks. Every single month. (laughs) Every single month. My feet are barking. They're so tired tired. of basically working to fund our dreams to be hot (laughs) co hosts of this podcast. And Hot Queens. And Hot Queens. But it's all worth it because. We love our hot queens. Yeah, we want to bring you the weirdest celebrity fiction we can find. And, and that's, we, yeah. we'll we do what we got to do. And if we don't look hot doing it. What's the point? What's the fucking <laughs> point? You know what I was thinking about? Mm. What's up, hot queens, is the iconic line from Monoland by Tyra Banks. It's how Lizzie and, what's her face? Tookie. Tookie. Which, by the way, her name is Tookie. Tookie. Well, she should have she should have spelled no, it better. I guess it was spelled Tookie. Whatever. Anyhow, so that's, the, that's how they say hello in... Which, and that was our season one read. And that was a season one read. And so we've sort of adopted that to refer to like others in the Bad Author Book Club. Ourselves yeah, included. our listeners. Yeah. Right. And like I'll be at events now. People will come up and be like, they'll say, what's up, Hot Queen? Which is so funny. Every event Every, I go to, yes. there are Hot Queens there. It is wild. I think more people yeah. find me because of the podcast than because of my books. <laughs> 
it is truly wild to me too that like there's that much of like a a culture around it too but i'm wondering like do we need to abandon the hot queen designation i don't think so either no i think it's who we are yeah at this point it is who we are yeah and it's an ode to season one and if you don't listen to it that's your problem. Yeah. I, we would encourage everyone to go back. Season one is a confusing place, but a really fun season as well, it is too. A f- it, the format changes. <laughs> a few times. The title changes. Yes. Um, just be aware of that. Yeah. But ultimately, it's yeah. worth it's worth the, the, the journey, I think, to get here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, but here we are, once again, torn into pieces <laughs> as we flip open the... <laughs> The lauded pages of yet another highly academic tome. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so as uh, if you listen to our teaser, you know that this season's read is, and let's say oh it together. God. Your insistence on us saying this together. It's funny. All right, ready? The, the story, story of, of Lex and Livia, Rebels, City of Indra, Indra by Kendall and, and Kylie, Kylie Jenner. Jenner. Okay, That's well. the best part of the title. <laughs> yeah. The so, title by Kendall and Kylie Jenner makes me laugh every single this time. This is an instantly iconic read. I knew that we were going to do this the second that it came up in Discord and we were looking at like potential titles for season two because it's so like the title is already beyond like it. There's a so colon long. in the title. There's a super title to it. Uh, and it's t- it's taken two people to write it. Probably three. Three. No, there is definitely a ghostwriter involved in this. Do you one. think it's just one ghostwriter? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Not yet. We'll okay. find out. We'll do some research. Yeah, we're going to do some research. I know very little about the Jenner girls, just in general. So I'm excited for this to sort of be the predominant artifact that I have to imagine them. Mm. I do know what they look like. I mean, how could I not? They're all over the place. Right. And I I imagine them, the two of them, there's like high glam people writing this book, even though I know this is when they were probably like a lot younger and like less Not that full much of- younger. I think... Kylie was already in her blue hair phase by the time this came out. I don't know what the fuck that means. Okay, so Kylie had a transformation. She went from no lips to many lips. (laughs) Lots. All of them. Uh, Yeah, not a lip in the tri-state There was an iconic... If you saw this hair, you would know it. There was an iconic bob that she had that was like black on top, like an aqua color on the bottom. And it was like the Kylie Jenner hair. I don't remember what year this was. I'm not like... Jenner Kardashian scholar I will become one by the end of this you know against my will but I will um and that was like her moment like she just became like cosmetics Kylie like like the the center of attention Kylie that she has been for years I don't think she is as much as she used to be but like I'm pretty sure that this book came out when she was already in that phase maybe I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure she had already had her second face by then I know that you just said a bunch of really good information, but I have to tell you that my mind derailed right when you said Bob. And all I've been <laughs> hearing in my head is Bob. I'm sure you said some really interesting things. I look forward to listening to it you when I You have to learn to multitask because that was also in my head, but I kept <laughs> yeah, going. I could tell. So I step actually, it up. I actually was watching. There's Vicky a twinkle Minaj. in my eye. <laughs> yeah. Once a barb, always a barb. The twinkle in my eye. Oh my god! Wait, that's we're going to talk about twinkles and okay. eyes. Um, so let's get to it. Yeah. All let's right. Let's do it. Here we go. Prologue. Uh, Sparkle noise. Can we start at the dedication? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's let's see. Okay, we're cracking this open. Oh my god! Wait. <gasps> what? 
I'm oh, sorry. We okay. just discovered something in this book. This is why having the physical book is sometimes handy. Yeah, because I don't the, have that. Oh, oh, I guess I do. Oh my god. Okay, oh, so. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. We sound so confused right now. So what's just confused us is that we were getting ready to start. We we're going to the dedication page, but actually on the like title page of the book, mm. there is a um, additional two attributions in the novel. It says Kendall Jenner and Kylie Jenner and. Elizabeth Kilman Roman with Maya Sloan. My, Maya Sloan sounds familiar to me. The other name. Yeah, doesn't. do we know these people? May we'll have to do some research oh into gosh. them later. Well, so these this to me is them acknowledging that the ghostwriters did. I mean, these are not ghostwriters. They're these these are poltergeists. They're fully. Yeah, they're, they're not on the cover, but yeah. they're on the title page. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, this is a lot of people to direct our attention towards. I'm going to keep it just Kendall and Kylie. Yeah, the, they're the face. They're the face of this. They get to own all the They're the eye on the cover. The it's them. So, but Elizabeth and Maya, reach out. Come chat with us. We'd love Come to talk to you. Um, your NDAs have uh, Oh my expired. God, if your NDAs, yeah, true. Uh, but then skipping ahead, uh, the quotation that is the dedication, it says, To our fans, your support means the world to us. You are the best, exclamation mark. And it's in quotation marks as if it's like a quote, which just kind of further distanced this text from the actual girls themselves. Yeah. We don't know who said it. Both of them did in unison. They're publicists. <laughs> Probably. Um, they basically were asked in an email. It was Chris Jenner. <laughs> it was great Chris Jenner. <gasps> it was probably I Chris. I considered that reading this book were sort of reading Chris Jenner's account. Of things. Incredible. Okay, so back to the prologue. Start us off. Okay, so we start off, um, the very first line is, the light broke through the surface. It's not a terrible first line, but no. it's also like, guess girl, give us nothing. Right. Uh, the light broke through the surface where? It's also the whole first paragraph. Like, that's the whole, like, first like, stanza or whatever. Right. And um, I think what we'll come to find out is that light breaking through the surface. We know from the back description that, like, there's an, a subterranean, right. impoverished class. Right. So probably this has something to do with them. But if, if I didn't know that, if I was just picking this up in a bookstore without really looking up at, the, at the back of it and I was just reading, I, I would be I would be a little bit um, unintrigued by that first line. But that's all right. That's all yeah, right. I, would, I think this could have been solved very easily with them adding something like for the very first time or something like that. Or right. like a character shield, shielding their eyes because they weren't used to sunlight. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah, yes. but, and then suddenly you're like, wait, why aren't they used to sunlight? Right. Are, do they have bleach blonde hair? Yeah. <laughs> Is this a read? <laughs> Oh, God. Wait, if you can't see me, it's something you need to know is that I look like I was motorboated by Danny Phantom. <laughs> um, not Danny Phantom. I love it. He was, I had a huge crush on Danny Who Phantom. Who didn't? Anyhow, you're I not have, special. I have, like, icy white hair right now. It looks now. so good. Thank you. But and I had to call attention to it. No, thank you for, thank you for calling it. I, I am exhausted calling attention to myself. I'm desperate for someone else to do Who it isn't? for me. Uh, but you're, you're so right. Like, a great first line would have been, like, you know, deep deep beneath the evil earth, like where humans no longer could see shit anymore. Like the light pierced through, you know, hurt. Some, something. something that gives us a little bit more like world. Yeah, right just away. like something to make you feel like, wait, why is this happening? Yeah, I because yeah. So we continue on. Uh, it says twenty feet tall and armed with bits the size of a man. And I was like, <laughs> what bits? What also, myths? the size of what kind of man? There are so many different sizes of men. Size of a man and uh, the the a drill. Standard man. <laughs> Standard size, man. Uh, the drill, family pack. 
a big <laughs> a big man. Um, the drill engines had been running continuously. I actually hate that line. That's terrible. Yeah, it's very like sort of business clinical. Twenty feet tall. Okay, so there, there's a big drill, and then we then we meet the person driving the drill, and his name is Andrew, spelled A N D R U. Yeah. See, this is why sometimes my like English as a second language brain messes me up. Yeah. Because I was like Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you we never don't know. know. We don't want to assume Kylie, anything us. about these characters because they're they're new to us. They, they're very new yeah. to us. Yeah. Uh, and. The gist of it is that we're, we're reading about, so the very first passage is basically learning that Andrew and his crew are drilling through the earth yeah. upwards. Yeah, it's it says they're on an expedition yeah. in pursuit of an overworld. Okay. Um, we also find out that the world has gone dark. Yes. Um, and it says everyone is underground or some people are underground we just we don't know we don't know i think from andrew's point of view all of humanity has been forced underground Mm -hmm. also you said this while we were reading Uh, i want to point out that this is also how red rising starts oh yeah it it felt very red rising to me like people drilling tunnels people drilling a giant drill yeah i'm sure there's other books that start like that too but it, it was the first one that came to mind only because i'm pretty sure this probably came out around the same time and I'm curious to know, like, what inspired yeah. the Jenner sisters to do this? Like, do. Yeah. did they, like, read a fantasy book together? Did they read Red Rising together? Did they read, like, Red Queen or something? Do and they like to read? Like, it would be cool if they had, like, as a, as a sisterhood, like, we like to read books together, like, buddy read or something. To be honest with you, I think one of two things. Either mm-hmm. they read a book together yeah. and it excited them and they were like, we want to write a book. Or their PR person, their mom, was like hey this is really hot right now like yeah. everyone's like writing YA fantasy or sci-fi you guys should get into that what was what year was this published i have no idea okay hold on let's check 2014 okay so 2014 is like it's prime during YA yeah this is during time. so this is around the hunger games then so red rising also came out in 2014 Ooh, and so they couldn't have ripped it off <laughs> and red queen by victoria Averard, i'm pretty sure it came out in 2015 wait does that have a big drill in it? It doesn't. But oh. Red Queen and Red Rising have a lot of similarities. To them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Structural. Okay. So we're learning about a subterranean class of people. Uh, Andrew is at the helm of basically mm-hmm. this giant drill. He'd lived beneath the earth for too long. He would wait no longer. And his crew of loyalists with a lowercase L, so just I think people who are loyal to him, uh, basically have not given up hope about living better lives. They've had this hope since, and this is in title caps, the Great Catastrophe. Yeah, so I think we're being led to believe that whatever drove these people underground yeah. was called the Great Catastrophe. Uh, well, yeah, no, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just, listen, I'm spelling it is out that not for what everyone. I just said? Okay. <laughs> you know what, side note, immediately reading, just this is the very first page. Mm. My takeaway is that these girls did not write this book. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... The word, they use the word stave. They use the word rot. Rot by the great catastrophe. Kylie and Kendall have never used those words. We don't know. You're right. How could I know? Maybe <laughs> I'm being a, a bad person and making these assumptions. Well, this is called Bad Author Book Club. That's, well, That's yeah. why we're here. Get, well, we'll get, get used, used to, to it. it. <laughs> we're bitches. 
Okay, so um, they're trying to reclaim the world above, and the authorities at B tell them to not question the fact that the world has like been devastated. But Andrew believes otherwise. Yeah, and they're apparently they're like killing each other underground as well. Like, yeah. it's not happy times. No, they're like yeah, there's like infighting. There's mm-hmm. also there appears to be like a, a class of like mutated interbred people that like scavenge and like crawl around the tunnels oh golems i know that 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 really stresses me out that reminds me of like the movie the descent where like a strain of humanity like got i've tra- never seen i don't see look at scary it's spooky. things my brother's a geologist this always sounds like a bad like pickup line he is a geologist though and so i can't watch things where people get like trapped under oh my god yeah of course scared. yeah i would yeah. i would be too freaked out so i could barely read this but i could barely read this prologue oh your life's so hard <laughs> yeah well okay so where are we um there's some world building here about like the powers that be who basically gave andrew like enough funds to this is a crazy line they gave him enough to gamble on the dream he sold but not nearly enough to truly believe in it that makes that i'm sure that makes sense to the person that wrote it i don't know what they're talking about here though that's like authors (laughs) what that's like how authors get paid just a li- enough oh. so you're like all oh, right but like, is this actually gonna work yeah i can't pay for health care <laughs> yeah right like we don't want to we don't want to <laughs> get it I get all right it. so yeah andrew so his drill is his like book career i also want to point out that yeah. we get to this whole time he's drilling and someone dies and they're like about to make progress so it's yeah. like building up to this moment and then there's right. a section um break Right after that. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so here's the passage. He heard the rock fracture and crack, and his men yell as it fell upon the drill engine. Its operator was killed instantly. The light grew brighter. So I don't... Okay. I don't, like... I don't come to, like, books expecting, like, a really well-designed, like, bit of, like, engineering, like this drill. But this drill is crazy to me. I don't understand how the drill is pointing upwards with bits the size of a man and a piece of rock falls out of wherever they're drilling. This is why people wear, like, goggles when they, like, install things above them. Mm -hmm. And anyhow, the rock falls and it kills the engine operator. Why is the engine exposed and how come the operator's on the outside of it? Right. Isn't there some sort of protection? Like, I imagine there's rocks flying around all the time. Yeah, like, like that's like the main thing that would be flying around <laughs> if you're in a giant tunnel being drilled I open. think they needed a way to make Andrew take over, but right. it just doesn't make any sense. Right. They should really like, he at least give him like a parasol or something. Like anyhow, so Andrew, <laughs> Andrew gets into the seat and uh, he's, if anyone, it says if anyone dies next, it'll be him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, crazy. Um, so then there's a section like break, which is annoying because nothing it, happens. Yeah. It, because it implies like the passage of some time where like there's a reason usually why you have that in the middle of a chapter. Right. Um, but all we know is that Andrew took a mere moment's rest. Um, <laughs> like off screen? Yeah. <laughs> like off camera? Which totally kills the, the tension. Because it would have been really interesting to just like... Why not? Yeah, just continue. Keep going. Yeah. Or get, or like he gets in and another rock smashes right next to him and he's like, my dream is worth more than my life. Right. Because we're, he's being painted as this like relentless person who's willing to sacrifice the lives of others or yeah. his own for this dream that he has of right. like going above ground. But he has to, like, hold on, guys. I need a quick time out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, just a second. Just, like, let me, like, he's, like, has, like, a rose face spray. And he's, like. Oh, my God. I, I brought mine. Thank Do you? you so I, love, I love when you bring that shit with you. That sounds good. 
So, um, so they're, oh, so, okay. So Andrew's driving the drill up. I still don't really get this, but he's driving the drill up. And then one of the scouts comes up and is like, Andrew, help me. Um, and this, this, Andrew could see the blood streaming from the scout's face. This man's, oh, and an eye's missing. This person's Yeah, been, he's like screaming. He's, yeah. <laughs> I, again, I'm like, how did he get to the, the drill's engine operation room? I don't really understand how this drill works. I just, I just picture like. A tunnel. Yeah. I mean, yes. But he was a spotter, so he was somewhere else. Right. Um, like it backwards in the tunnel? I think so. Okay. I think that's what it's implying, that he was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was somewhere backwards in the tunnel, and they're like, oh, he something big must be happening if he's run if he left his his station. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So they're like, there's under they're under some sort of attack, mm-hmm. right? So like... Andrew's like, gear up, everybody. Uh, They'd escaped being attacked since the surface had been broken. And he hoped, his hope was foolish. That's what he says. So they have broken to the surface before. Or is this the first Uh, time they've ever broken to the surface? I think this is implying that the surface had just broken recently. (laughs) Okay. But it's all the same sort of time. Like, maybe like a few hours ago or something like that has happened. Okay, so they're now defending themselves against these, like, rebels or something. Yeah. And Andrew has a really sexy weapon. He has a sledgehammer as mm-hmm. a weapon. So, like, you know this man has, like, beautiful arms. Oh, the most beautiful most arms. Be- also, we're not lusting after a teenager. This He has a wife and two children. Yeah, he's an he's adult. He's an actual daddy. Uh, so Andrew is, like, swinging this. He's breaking earth and bones alike. Um he literally is crushing skulls. So there's like a, suddenly an attack and swing. Um, but then Andrew is devastated to look up and see the person leading the attack. Yeah. He's like Atros. Is that his name? Is that a- how you Atros? 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 I say Atros because Atros and Andrew, you know, there's like oh, yeah. some symmetry between the names. So he's like Atros? Yeah. He saw the man who had, who he once called brother knife a grunt of no more than 16 cycles so he just he sees a man kill a child mm-hmm. and, and the man, man is his brother is his yeah. brother yeah wow he's like stop don't go to the surface okay i have to so i have to bring it back to the drill i have a question oh my god <laughs> so, you're obsessed with the drill listen i am well we're all obsessed with the drill mm-hmm. uh so the drill is okay the drill is like leading up through the surface, right? Unless it's at like an angle. I don't really know. But I, I imagine it going sort of like straight up. Like they're trying to get to the surface. Mm. A few questions. First and foremost, humanity was like shoved underground. Like they hid from sort some sort of great catastrophe underground, right? Mm. So like did they not like – did they drill underground and then fill it in behind them? Or were there tunnels but they've just like lost the – like the map that they used to get down in the first place? Like, I how imagine come they-, they were like packed in there, right? Like they probably like – added like sealed up the tunnels they like cocked it closed yes yeah right because if they're trying to get away from some oh catastrophe right then they would want to make sure that yeah they're not going to get sick or be followed i don't know what the great catastrophe is so so drilling's their only option i guess so i yeah i would assume or it's the best option it's andrew's best idea yeah so the very first line that we have is that the light broke through Mm -hmm. so that he's looking up into like presumably sunlight or daylight or something like that. 
This drill is like massive. I just can't picture any scenario in which this humongous drill with bits the size of a medium sized man. At least. <laughs> at medium. least. Um, is able to just like lightly puncture a rock without like totally obliterating whatever that like surface is. Like how is there only a little bit of light? How, did, how come like it just didn't just like crumble in? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to call my brother, the actual geologist. I think you're thinking way too much about the drill. And it's probably not that important. It's, you're right. Not at all. Not at all. But the, I want to know more about the drill. So Kylie Kendall, if there's like a, cult. if there's an expanded text, please give me a little bit more. Maybe, I mean, maybe we'll get to the drill later. I don't know. I hope so. so anyhow, Andrew looks at, at Tros and says, why? Betrayed by his own brother. And Atros says, the world will not be yours. It will be greater than that. Know that your journey was not in vain. Your plans will be will continue, but you will not see them through. So then Atros kills Andrew. Yeah. And he's like, bye. And, and <laughs> he he doesn't slit his throat. Um oh yeah, he does. He, yeah, pa- he, a knife passed across yeah. his throat. Um he slumps over, he's dead, and he looks up. With his last bit of energy at the broken ground, a gust passing through through it to cool his face, and finally he saw the sky and the hard won heavens above. That's a real. That's good. That's great. Yeah, I that's literally. Good. I put, wow, girls. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let us be proud. They are. Wow. They really. They really. They really came to to tell us a story yeah they they're did. they're getting us ready for an epic adventure yeah one that we know continues past book one there is a book too there is a book too uh and and i okay so let's talk about prologues okay prologues are i don't know if this is just like the time that you and i sort of began our professional careers but prologues were very much out mm. when when we began sort of like publishing, like I was told on like the absolute, uh, absolute right forums, mm-hmm. devastatingly hellish place yeah. that like you can't have a prologue, like prologues are out. Like if, if your story doesn't start in the prologue, then like your book shouldn't start there either. Like it was all of this like reasoning. And I really like a fun, stylish prologue. I, I think love really a prologue. Cool. I think prologue, the like the anti-prologue agenda yeah. is much like any sort of beginner writer advice. People are giving it because that's a mistake that a lot of writers make. It's not that prologues are bad. It's that they're maybe not doing them correctly. But I think it's kind of pretentious to assume that every writer is going to do a prologue incorrectly. I think it's more useful to say, hey, prologues are really hard to to pull off. So if you're going to try to do one, just make sure you do your research and that it's actually really necessary rather than, no, don't do it. I hate the like absolute no's when it comes to publishing yeah. and rules, because I feel like we miss out on, on a lot of like creativity when we do that. Yeah. Um, we limit what somebody can do and explore. Yeah. Um, in the, you know, I know that it's in sort of like good faith most of the time because you're trying to help people avoid common mistakes. Sure. But in doing that, we stifle creativity. And right. I think it's a lot more useful, like I said, to give caution rather than like, completely outright ban them i totally agree and i think oftentimes like we're telling people this exactly like you said because we see it done poorly mm-hmm. so many times uh but again like 
I think it's a misunderstanding as what a prologue is meant to do. A prologue does not necessarily start the story. It's sort of a framing device for what you're going to read next. And also, so many things, not just books, use prologues. Like, musicals, shows, like, cold opens on shows where, like, you watch someone get, like, killed. And then, you know, the title, Scream 7, flashes across the screen. And then it goes to someone who's about to be embroiled in the story. Like, a thing like that is actually a really useful device when you need to start on something exciting but you know that the actual story sort of where the event begins for the main characters like it might take a little bit more to get into like I think it can be useful so I do think that they have their uses I too don't like these like sort of dogmatic writing rules but they're very annoying I have a question for you what do you think this is a successful prologue that depends okay on what it's setting up it could be successful but are you not like are you intrigued I am would you read on I am intrigued I think that it's it could have definitely been stronger. Yeah. But I think that especially with what happened at the end and mm-hmm. the last line, mm-hmm. it made me feel like there might be something there. I want to know who these brothers are. Yeah. I want to know why Atros killed Andrew and I want to know what they went on to do later on. Yeah. So in that sense, it was definitely successful. Yeah. Was it really well done? No. <laughs> I think there were moments of brilliance in it. But definitely, I mean, the drill, the, it's got your head spinning. I, the drill has got my head spinning. <laughs> it's true. I, so I would say that it, this is successful for me because I'm talking about that drill. I can't yeah. stop thinking about the drill. You just want to talk about it all day long. I can tell. I think, you know what I think? What? Uh, going back to uh, the prologue yeah. talk, um, I think a lot of times what is allowed and not allowed in terms of publishing rules rests a lot more on what agents and editors are sick of seeing rather than what readers actually want. Yes. Because they have to like read through a lot of like not there yet writing. Mm-hmm. And so they're tired of seeing like the same mistakes over and over again. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. readers aren't really wanting to see that well executed. Right. And I find that it's often the opposite of what people say. Like readers are always like, yeah, I love a fucking prologue. Yeah. Like I've never like obviously not everybody will, but if it's done well, go read the prologue to Six of Crows. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. Jost and his mustache have thought about him for years, okay? (laughs) And I think that when it's well done, when it's well executed, it can intrigue you. It could set up the world. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm really against, like, hard and fast rules for things. I think we should let people explore writing and do different things Uh um, because, especially in Kidlet, it can feel very repetitive. Yeah. Because of these kinds of rules. One thing, and this is going to sound ironic coming from me, like, because I'm mostly writing horror these Mm -hmm. days. But one thing that I find to be, I think, really, like, underpinning a lot of, like, the success of my my books. Because people, my books get, like, a big reaction out of people. And and I love that. And sometimes it's, like, you know, some most people really like them. Some people, like, really don't, right? But I think what kind of brings that reaction out of people is that I write with, like, a lot of joy and a lot of, like... Um, I don't, I don't want to say like a reverence, but like all of these like rules, like I don't think about that too much. Like when I get into it, I'm mostly there to like entertain myself. And so that's why like my books have this kind of like heightened, like really saturated quality mm-hmm. to like the prose and the events that happen in them. And the books that I respond well to similarly, like I can tell that this person, like maybe they knew the rules, maybe they didn't, but either way, they didn't care. They didn't let it really inform like what they did and did not add in. And the book, you know, like maybe 
it took some work to get it there, but the the final product of this like isn't messy, isn't like super zany, isn't hard to follow, isn't model land, uh, but <laughs> is like you know really interesting and uh, and deeply deeply like kind of like idiosyncratic, and I really like books like that and I yeah, think that's a really too. hard thing to pull off it's a lot safer to sort of step back and be like well no I've like heard these rules I read them on forums like I'm not gonna add the prologue I'm not gonna do these things that like I would other would otherwise like make me happy as a writer because you know the rules yeah I think it's also fair to like point out that we have a little bit more freedom now to do the things that we want to do in our books yeah like as opposed to when we first started um sometimes as a new writer those you're kind of told like no yeah. a lot, but like now like listen, yeah. we're we're like, um, we've won awards. Oh my god, we have won awards! Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations. Oh my god, did you. did you win an award recently? Yeah, you, there's something about you. I'm glowing. I've seen you. Yeah, it's a it's an award winning sheen. I wish that they. Do you think they'll send me, and you like the medals? Yes, I think you I get think, a medal in the mail. You'll definitely get a medal in the mail. Yes, I, don't I think, know I do. I don't I, think I will. <laughs> I think you should. You should. Ask, you should ask your agent. I should ask my agent. Yeah. Yeah. I really want a medal. We'll make you one. It would be. If they don't send <laughs> yeah, it. They're gonna send one to me. It's gonna be like Arts chocolate on the inside. Listen. Oh. We can smelt some stuff. We. I. You want to smelt? Oh my god. You want to go smelting <laughs> after this? <laughs> I would love to go smelting. I want chicken nuggies after. I this. have not heard the word smelt. It's so long. Oh my god. Wait. A smelting shop called whoever smelt it dealt it. Shut up. I would not go in there. <laughs> Okay, wait. So before we wrap up, and uh, anybody who's new to the show, every episode, and usually every episode will read like one or two chapters, depending Mm -hmm. on the length of those chapters, we always end with a rose and a thorn. Yes. Which... Uh, which I completely forgot about until like just now (laughs) as I was (laughs) saying it. So uh, do you have a rose and thorn for our prologue? Okay. Um, I'm going to say the thorn is probably like the lack of humanization of andrew until the very end of the prologue i would have liked to see a little bit more of his personality because he ends up dying at the end of the prologue so even though it was a powerful moment i would have loved to feel a little bit more sympathy for him a little bit more characterization on aside from he's brutal and he's got a family yeah um which is like what most men like get in like movies too like i have a family i have to think of them i have to avenge them like what did he do anything for his men? Like, was he caring at all? Like, it just he's seems... driving the drill. I know because he's, he's in the engine. He's he's driving the drill because he's trying. On a larger scale, he cares about humanity. Yeah. But I would have liked to see like a little bit more of a human side to him, even sure. though it was short. It could have been anything. It could have been like an older man was tired and he gave him like his last snack or something. Like something to humanize him so yeah. that when he does ultimately <laughs> get killed. Snack. I don't know. Something with he's an elderly like, man. I love old like, men. Do you want a Haribo gummy bear? <laughs> They'll still survive the great catastrophe. Yeah, the only um, thing that the humanity. So yeah. Has. Anyway, I would have liked to see him humanize a little bit more, just sure. just some a line or two, and then that's my thorn, which isn't a big. Not at thorn. all. No, no, very, very valid. My rose is definitely how it ended. The last line was beautiful, Ooh, yeah. very well written, super intriguing, and it makes me a little bit sad yeah. that the rest of the prologue wasn't more beautifully written because the prose was not great Mm. but that last line was very good so it felt unbalanced because of that um 
but that's definitely my rose. That makes total sense. Mm. I love the last line as well. That's also going to be my rose. Mm. And I was going to say my thorn. The drill? Was going to be the drill. However, the more that we've been like talking about it, the more I'm like, I'm really into this drill. Like I'm interested in the drill. Ryan, the drill's not going to marry you. <laughs> no, I just feel you. like if the drill could see a photo of me. Oh I'm gonna be like the crazy fan that like sends in like my photo and like a lock of my hair or the crazy fan who or who's like can you tell me more about the drill that <laughs> that that's real that's so it's, real. So it's like, so real it's so real people love they're like yes I get questions about the measure the system of measurement and witchlings yes all the time yes oh my god <laughs> the the like toads toadstools yes. and the gills yes everyone's like can you tell me what it actually equals in real life and are there other systems of measurement representation that is that's the kind of reader that i am like and this is you probably know this from reading model land with me like there would always be this like small things and i'd be like oh my god i want to just take that thing and hold it up to like the light of the imagination and like use it as a prism to see like everything that's contained Mm. like that's such a cool idea to me um and so i understand like now when readers come up to me and they have like these like hyper specific questions um i i love that i think it's actually really really very no, it's so great because you can tell that they really care about the world yeah. and like the book and they're not asking general questions they're yeah. asking like a detail of something that maybe most people won't really care about but like we put a lot of thought into this like my system of measurement was like a big deal to me and yeah. i remember some people were like why are you getting so obsessed with this and i'm like it's important i remember you i remember you working i remember you like when you were would talk about it before Mm. the book was even out and i remember even then though you had the foresight to know that like i think this level of like detail and something like this like will really matter especially to like a young fantasy reader that's what makes a world right the details is what makes world the little things that we don't think about every day are what make our world our world totally absolutely true yeah so do you think that Kylie and Kendall like are like still thinking about this drill? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I think that like Maybe on their they lunch already, breaks, they built their own. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they're drawing up plants and like passing them back and forth. I to would one bet anything that they were are doing that right now. I yeah. That's how they spend their days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. That brings us to the end of our our prologue chapter, our introduction to this book. Actually, I'm going to add a belated thorn. The title of this book is oh, so, so cumbersome that I I'm now I, can't, I never thought I'd say this. I'm missing Model Land. Model Land was like because wow. you could refer to Model Land, like you could refer to like oh my god in Model Land this, Model Land that. How am I supposed to like be like oh my god yeah well this one time in the story of Lex and Livia, Rebels, City of Indra, like I guess that, we could just call it City of Indra or Rebels. No, that's too cool. City of Indra, Rebels, the story of Lex and Livia. What's the... We're going to have to... You know what? We're just going to have to proceed and see what sticks. Yeah. We can't decide this now. Mm-mm. Fate will decide. Fate will decide. But that's my that's my thorn with this season is that... That's a very valid title one. It's really cumbersome. But anyways, we should wrap it up. Yes, we should wrap it up. 
So if you enjoyed our introductory episode to season two of Bad Author Book Club, we would like to encourage you to follow us on all of our social media. We are on Twitter at Bad Author Pod and Instagram at Bad Author Book Club. All of our episodes are up on anchor.fm slash Bad Author Book Club. And if you'd like to join us and chat with this book and other books, you can find us on Discord. The link will be in our show notes. Yeah, and you can also find our podcast wherever podcasts are sold yeah. and listened to for uh, free. Please give <laughs> us a rating uh, a good rating ideally (laughs) so that we can find even more hot queens to recruit into the bad author book club yes if you want to follow me clarabelle i'm at clarabelle underscore ortega on twitter instagram and tiktok my website is clarabelleortega.com and you can find me on twitch as rad bunny Woo! And if you want to follow me, Ryan, I'm the Ryan LaSala on Twitter, Insta, and TikTok. Uh, and also, just like a quick reminder, buy our books. Buy our books. Yeah. Like, buy right them. now. <laughs> like, I like, don't know. What are you doing? Swerve off the road. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your coworker to stop talking to you. Yeah. Because we know a lot of you listen to us at your jobs. Yeah, you do. Uh, and what what's the book that you want people to buy right now? Um, well, I'm not sure when this episode is going to drop, but I would love for them to pre-order The Golden Frog Games. Yes. It's the second book in the Witchling series. It comes out on May 2nd. You can also pre-order book one paperback. It comes out in March or get the hardcover of Witchlings. And of course, you can get the Pura Bell Prey winning frizzy graphic novel or my very first book, Ghost Squad. Oh my, well, okay, so I asked you for one and you gave me all of them. Listen, we're we're trying to be rich here. I, I support you. <laughs> I know, how else are we supposed to afford lip gloss? Uh, and lip injections, <laughs> you mean? No, because then we're going to look like Ben Shapiro. Listen, we, we're going to get I'll have to Google ones. him still. Okay, I'll do that after this. It's migrating. It's, it's going, migrating. It, yeah, oh my it's God. Much like Ben Shapiro's lip filler, we're going to be migrating to McDonald's probably right after mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. But um, for me... Y'all should check out The Honeys. It just won the Odyssey Award for its audio adaptation. Uh, And by the time this airs, I think that I will have revealed the title and cover to my next book. It's on tour.com. It's my next book with Scholastic. And the title is Beholder. It's another horror novel. And if you want to learn more about it, I'm doing a Q&A for tour.com, which will be posted by the time this episode airs. So check it out. And you can pre-order that book uh, starting now. And it comes out in October. Right in time for spooky season. Oh my God. Spooky season belongs to us. It does. Decided. Spooky bitches. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we love you, Hot Queens. Bye, Hot Queens. See you next time. Kisses. Kisses.